All right, everybody, welcome to a special crossover episode. We have Locked on Avalanche and Locked on Panthers. Uh, when you only play a team a couple times a year and teams that kind of not really where they want to be at this stage of the season, even though it's just about halfway through, I think both the Avalanche and the Panthers thought they might be in different positions, but we are where we are. So Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Panthers crossover coming at you right now. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to a special crossover episode of Locked On Avalanche and Locked On Panthers, I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Mondoom, Kyle Sullivan. We are from Locked On Avalanche. From Locked On Panthers, Armando Velez is here as well. Uh, two teams facing off tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing the Brady Bunch thing here on, uh, yeah, on YouTube. Uh, but thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, we'll throw the socials out there now for Locked On Avalanche. You can follow it on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche on instagram you can do lockdown avalanche questions comments concerns and opinions lockdown avalanche at gmail.com and of course our youtube channel subscribe to that get notified when a new show goes live armando where can people find you sir they can find the show account on twitter at lo underscore fla panthers if they got any florida panthers specific questions they could email it at locked on fla panthers at gmail.com and of course follow the show on youtube uh locked on yeah. panthers as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts and make sure you get that fla because you'll get a, another panthers team which is no longer playing right now mm -hmm. so yeah uh all right sir let's let's dive into this and uh, a lot to get to on today's episode obviously we're going to be talking about the matchup between these two teams um maybe get into the the all-star game which is being held by your panthers and uh but we'll start off the top and like like i said in the the intro the Avalanche and the Panthers, two teams at the top of the standings last year, and I think a lot of people thought they were on a collision course to maybe play in the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to bring you down or anything like that, but we know how that ended up. It was good for us. Panthers kind of uh, – I don't know what happened in the in the postseason for them. I think – I know we did a crossover with you. Was it after the season was over? And we kind of – It was the President's Trophy, uh, the chase for the President's Trophy. Okay, so it was before the playoffs even started. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot has happened a since lot. then. Oh, man, those were the days of yesteryear. Yeah. So, I mean, for the Avs, obviously injuries up and down the lineup. Uh, just ended a five-game losing streak. So they got at least a win in their pocket heading into the game against the Panthers. And the same thing with the Panthers. A, a eventful offseason for them with some trades. And they, too, and, and even a coaching change. Um and they, too, are not really where they want to be right now. So start with that. What's going yeah. on with the Panthers? And is is there is there cause for concern? And that proverbial, uh, are we hitting the panic button in Florida right now? We're almost at the panic button, I'll say. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's getting closer and closer to you're just reaching for it, but not. Yeah. it's not pressed completely yeah. yet. But yeah, everything that's gone on with the Panthers in the offseason, of course, it took weeks before Bill Zito even announced a, a change in 
in the coach going from Andrew Burnett to Paul Maurice. Mm -hmm. And, and of course when it was, it was a little bit there, there was, it was a little up and down on how people felt about Paul Maurice coming in because there's the experience factor that people thought of when being in Winnipeg, being in Carolina slash Hartford, even grabbing a cup of coffee in Toronto for a little bit uh, of time. But then there was the other part of how he, how he's failed to develop young talent or putting too much ice time between top players instead of spreading out, spreading the wealth out throughout his lineups as well, or, or writing a specific goaltender for a certain period of time. And, you know, the Panthers got up to a four, four, one and one start to the season. Okay. This is, this is a good start for the team. They're exactly, they're exactly where they need to be at the beginning. The blue line was the least of the word, the, of the concerns, uh, especially when it was really the topic of the offseason with, of course, trading Mackenzie Weger along with the Jonathan Huberto trade. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you trade star forward for star forward, uh, but a different type of star forward, of, of course, a, a guy right. who's more of around the net versus a guy who's a distributor. But it it's just systemically for the for the Panthers. It's just the the adjust the the lack of adjustments mid game has just been has just not been there for the Panthers and when they fall behind early especially they don't come back uh, I, my listeners know the answer to this question but I want to ask ask you guys to take a little bit of a guess okay how many comeback how many wins do you think the Florida Panthers have when trailing after periods one and two. I'm going to go with a relatively low number <laughs> considering just the overall wins that they have. Uh, well, no, they may have 18 wins in the season. God. I I, I, I mean, I just feel like this is like a, a trick question and you're just going to goat me into saying zero. It's zero. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And wow. This, this team had 29 comeback wins last season. Really? So In, in that same realm? In, in it, the after... Last, or just total total comeback, or not not after two periods twenty nine. That that's great. No, not after the opponent yeah. scoring first. They've won games okay. where their opponent has scored first, but when sure. trailing after the first period, zero wins. When yeah. trailing after the second period, zero wins as well. Wow. So it's been it's been an issue con- consistently all season about how uh, about the adjustment or the the lack of adjustments that Paul Maurice has had, and it, it the the team can still score. They're still kind of in the top 10 slash 15 in in scoring, but it's mostly timely scoring. That's really the issue with the Panthers. They have a lot of shot volume, but when, when there's, when it gets into like late game situation and teams buckle down, they know how to figure the Panthers out. They're forcing them to the perimeter They're Mm. Every time the puck enters the zone, they're, they're right there closing the shooting lanes and getting it out and back out of the zone as well. So it's really about, it's really about, timely scoring as well as as much as you see in the top as you see when you look at stats if you don't watch the panthers you'll see okay they can score they just can't defend but it's it's more than just that when it when it comes to when it comes to the panthers obviously they have their issues Sergey Bobrovsky actually had a great month of december for for the panthers and after just a poor start for for the season spencer knight has dealt with a non-covid illness came back Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a, a few a few weeks ago as well so he's he's been he's been up and down himself as well um ever, ever 
and yep. Bobrovsky uh, having to step up in his absence, and then uh, Spencer Knight coming in against the New York Rangers takes a, takes the loss. He took a loss to the Dallas Stars last night, and today at practice for the Panthers in Dallas, they they practice in Dallas right before flying to Colorado, mm-hmm. and there was a big big shakeup with the lines. Okay. Anton Lundell, who's usually playing third line center, is now on Barkoff's wing along with Sam Reinhart. Matthew Kachuk was on the top line for um, with with uh, Barkoff. Well, in the middle of like Sunday's game, he was on the top line, and then they went to the second line. Uh, and Carter Verhage is no longer with Barkoff on that on that top line as well. Now he's on second mm-hmm. line. Eric Stahl is now on the third line. Colin White, who played mostly wing, is now on the fourth line center. So it's been a bit of a shakeup, and it's it like I said. Like- it sounds timely, like an avalanche team. <laughs> timely scoring yeah. is really the thing for the Panthers that hasn't been there. And you mentioned the turnover at the head coaching position. You've also mentioned the moves that were made in the offseason. And now just the lines being shaking up. And like Chris mentioned last year, like how the two teams were on that collision course for the cup. And for avalanche fans that are listening to this right now, or anybody else who hasn't seen a florida panthers game is this the same where's the dna on this florida panthers team because last year that was a cohesive machine type unit that was plowing their way through the season right now it looks like pieces are falling off and the pieces they're putting back together it's a completely different uh, makeup of a team is there any synergy between last year and this year between the two teams It, it it would I'd be lying if I said yes. Uh, but and it looked that way really early on when when they were still when they were defending well and getting timely scoring when needed. But even Paul Maurice after their game against Dallas spoke about how the players are are not really confident in the system. And when the head coach talks about that to the media, yeah, oh, that's that's a <laughs> yeah. that's a. That those are alarms that should be going off for everyone yeah. in the Panthers fan base, and sure, the Panthers have their cap issues as well with six point four million in buyout money for Keith Yandel, which a majority of it will come back come um, off next season. Bobrovsky's cap hit is still looming large on this team, even even if he's not performing at a yeah. Vesna level. It, we see it at times; we see flashes, but it's not it's not it's not to that level for for. The Panthers and they're really they're really missing guys like I said this on yesterday's show. They're really missing guy, gritty guys like a Mason Marchment and all. Mm. And it and it hasn't and it hasn't helped that that Sam Reinhart is so up and down with how streaky he is. Barkoff has also been out of the lineup a lot this season as well. Had a non-COVID illness, came back into the lineup, and then had, had was out again with a non-COVID illness as, as well. So and even though there's Pretty good individual performances, like a Brandon Montour, average who had a span of taking a lot of minutes when Aaron Ekblad was out for three weeks, and Aaron Ekblad has also regressed as well. He's he's playing hurt. He's playing hurt. He slightly admitted it. Um, Coach Maurice slightly admitted it, but didn't go into detail about how hurt Aaron Ekblad really is is playing for this team. Uh, and just <clears throat> quickly before I get to a question, I want to ask you, but the you mentioned that they're giving up a lot of goals. Yeah, and, and just in the division. Um, 141 goals they've given up, and there's only one team in that division that's worse, and that's Montreal. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're I mean there's and they're, like you said they're scoring 133, which is kind of like you know middle maybe a little bit higher end for the division, but uh, minus eight and goal differential, so that'll hurt you. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Kachuk is having a very good year. You know what I mean? And, and you, you kind of expect that from him. And I don't mean this in a way of say like you know is it not working? I don't mean it like that. I mean like you and you said it. Uh, a couple minutes ago about just the system and maybe the players aren't buying into the system. Is there any, I don't want to say remorse or not, not regret of the deal that they made with Calgary because the players you got rid of are, were within that system and, and, and could play a little bit better. Do you, do you feel like they would be playing better if that deal wasn't made and they had the players that they had given up? And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to say like, cause, cause Chuck's having a great year, but I'm just saying like, was it more of a fit team wise for, to have guys like the ones that, that you gave up that went to Calgary? Mm. I always said that in the short term, if you didn't make that trade for Kachuk, that the Panthers would be better right now, uh, record wise. And, and because mm-hmm. the familiarity that Barkoff and Huberto had throughout their, throughout Huberto's time here, but you're looking at, someone who's approaching the age of 30 along with Mackenzie Weger as well. And to give an eight year deal to both those guys that closes your championship window to one to two years. And then you're going to have, you'd have to be even more extreme when it comes to being a buyer uh, come, come a trade deadline, even though they've already given up their fair share of assets, they don't have a first round pick till 2026. So uh, it was going to, it was going to shorten that window, but with Kachuk being 24 years old, it extends it. This was the step back season for the Panthers, uh, but it, it if, if there's one thing that's been great, it's just been watching Matthew Kachuk play, and he, he he's getting all types of all types of goals. And over, over the over this eight year stretch, I don't think we're always going to have see seasons like this. So it's just one out of eight. So it's yeah. still it, we still have a long time to like really see whether this works out. But I think it's going to. Yeah, and you're not. It's, it's, I don't want to seem like it's doom and gloom for the Panthers right now. I mean, they're, they're there as of we're recording this. There's six points back of uh, Pittsburgh for the second wild card, so it's not insurmountable. But it's just you know both of our teams, like you know the Avalanche coming off a Stanley Cup win, uh, where they're at now, out of the playoffs if they were to start today, um, and and you know the Panthers, the Presidents trophy the reigning president's trophy uh team is out of the playoffs as well so kind of just two teams that you just expected to be there uh are not right now it's not over we're halfway through the season and and you know for for the avalanche i think you feel like better days are ahead for the avalanche once they start getting you know uh healthier if they can start getting healthier um so it's a different, you know, I don't know if are the Panthers having injury problems. Every team does, but to the extent of the abs or not really. No, no, no. Uh, they're, it's not to the extent of the abs. And thankfully I have everything written down on, uh, on the, on the avalanche, like right yeah. before when it comes to asking you guys about their injuries. And that would actually Go be a it. great segue yeah. to, to, for segment number two, to discuss everything about the avalanche in this season sure. for, for them but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football college bowl season basketball and hockey we've got it all 
at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Back on this second segment here of this special crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Colorado Avalanche. And when it comes to these this, these this matchup between Florida and Colorado, this is actually one of the ones that I look forward to most, not only because of the history of this team with 1996, uh, which I was only three years old. Doug, um, the, the, head, the head coach of the Panthers at the time, Doug McClain, just tweeted the other day about watching the Florida Panthers from president's trophy to this. And it's just like hard to like look at that. And I can only imagine those fans who lived through that era of Panthers, Panthers hockey. And of course spoke about it many times, how their rebuilds were very, their timelines were actually very similar with, yeah. who, um, with McKinnon and Barkoff in the same draft, Huberto and Landeskog in the same draft. Rantanen and Lawson Krauss in the in the same draft, but of course Lawson Krauss was traded. Uh, Not only the same draft, w- w- didn't the Panthers pick right after the Avalanche in all three of those drafts? <laughs> yep, yeah. all three of those drafts. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So very similar to how how the how these uh, teams are just as far as their timelines, and of course both were up for the Presidents Trophy last season. Mm-hmm. And what's what's going on now? Both are outside looking in. Of course, the Colorado Avalanche, an extended playoff run for, for them, resulting in the cup. Uh, really, the 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 what how how many how many games did they lose last season in the postseason? Only four. Four. All, all of last season. Amazing. What four. what a run for them. Yeah. But also with that comes with a lot of uh mileage for, mm-hmm. for this team. Of course, Valerie Nutruskin played with a broken foot. It's all the x-rays on, yeah. on that. <laughs> and Nutruskin, I'm seeing that he hasn't played since. December 23rd, and he was averaging a point per game for them. Uh, McKinnon, he, he, I saw that even though he was out for over a week, that he's still second on the avalanche in points. <laughs> Landon Scott hasn't played all season. Josh Manson hasn't played this, since December 1st. Bowen Byram hasn't played since November 4th. Pablo pa- Francis hasn't played since December 13th. Yeah. Like, what... <laughs> <laughs> how many how many more injuries can how many more injury am i missing an injury on on this colorado avalanche team am i missing Watch the one? game tonight you'll find one yeah <laughs> uh did you say bo byram i mean there's so yes, many in there okay as i'm saying they're, they're, the, the list just goes on and on and on i forget where you started um no man it, it, it's been it's been a challenge it really really has and it's but it's getting better and it's not to the point where you can use it as an excuse maybe early on in the season you could but you have enough guys back now where you should be performing a little bit better than you are you know what i mean so nichuskin is one is one that definitely hurts because he started off the year hot um and then i think it was just a lingering issue. i think that foot was a lingering issue for him and went out for a long period of time came back seemed like he was good to go and now he's out again for the same issue so it's like even when we get guys back and are healthy, uh, they, they either go out like we just had Darren Helm return for the first time all year last week. And uh, the, the time he went, so his first game back, uh, Evan Rodriguez got hurt and was he was out for a few games. So it's like the hockey gods give and the hockey gods take. It's just it's just been like that all season long. But 
they're they're still floating. You know, they're still there. They're 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 right in the thick of things. And I think Avalanche fans maybe got a little bit spoiled last year with the Stanley Cup win, thinking that this team should be nowhere else except the top of the standings. But I think maybe they're taking at least for this season the approach of hey, you know, let's just do what the Tampa Bay Lightning did. Doesn't matter where you finish, get in the playoffs, and then we can do some damage. So for this year anyway, I think that maybe is where they're going to have to be, especially when Gabe Landeskog returns, which. We were hoping that would be next week when they initially diagnosed him, but now it's looking like it's going to get pushed back another few weeks for him. So, right. Yeah, and I, I talked to you about the synergy between last year's Florida Panthers team and this year's Florida Panthers team. There's no way for this year's Colorado Avalanche team to find the synergy they had from last year because the roster changes every night. It could be additions of Colorado Eagles. You don't know who's going to be on what line. That's been the biggest thing for the Colorado Avalanche is, like you joked, who is there any, any injuries that you missed? There's You don't even know who's going to make the ice that night and who if McDermott's going to be a forward or defenseman. You have no earthly idea, and it's hard for this team to get back to that machine that they were last year when the, the roster is day-to-day itself. And, and you mentioned, Kyle mentioned the, uh, the, the Colorado Eagles. They've called up a, a ton of them. I guess that is like a silver lining, but it's not really one that you want. You, you don't want to see as many of your minor league players as the Avalanche have seen. I think all of last year they used – I'm going to be off by a couple of players here. There's like 37 players or 38 players all of last year, um, and they surpassed that in December. They wow. already passed that. So that's just how crazy it's been, how many players that they are using. And you do, you get, you, like I said, it's good to see some of your youth, um, but at the rate that they were using them, and and these guys aren't going to put you over the top. You know, like they're, they're trying their hardest and you did see some good, like uh, Jean-Luc Foudy came up, looked fantastic. They sent him back down. I think a couple people are questioning, like, why not bring him back up? Because he looked really good. Um, but so you have some of those things like, okay, in the future, we know that we're still okay with some players, but avalanche, the franchise and the fan base are not looking into the future. They're 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 You mentioned the Panthers window. The avalanche window is open right now and they, they got to win as many as they can right now. Luckily for Colorado, I'm just looking at their cap friendly page. They, unlike the Panthers, they have a whole, they have first round picks in, in every, in, in future years as well. So even yeah. if they don't, uh, they can always find a way to not not only draft the players if they happen to miss the playoffs and and just have one off year or even even find a way mm-hmm. to package that to to make uh, I, I know Nathan McKinnon's cap hit um, for his new contract will hit next year being the highest paid player in, in the NHL but still an opportunity to still build from the even though uh, Joe Sakic got promoted and and no longer do, um, doing the trades uh for the he's involved though but he is mistaken he's he's still he has a say but (laughs) just looking at these lines and seeing evan rodriguez on the on the right wing miko miko rantanen despite all the injuries miko rantanen has just been incredible for for this uh for this uh team but i'm also looking at where they rank as far as scoring Mm-hmm. And the defense is the least of their issues. Uh, Kale McCarr is still play, playing at a Norse caliber level, him and Devontae's that pair. And even with Darcy Kemper moving on to Washington, which that tandem of Charlie Lindgren and Darcy Kemper 
is making the difference for Washington right now. It's worked out. But yeah. they they but they they won the cup despite despite uh Darcy Kemper because they really protected him around the net. They didn't I I I believe like well, do you know the average uh shots on goal that they had on Darcy Kemper throughout the the postseason last year? Uh the postseason I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um but during during the regular season it was Pretty low. I think they ran a, a string of games where uh, it was like less than twenty shots on goal against him. Wow. Um, but the the for the postseason, it was in that range. I mean, it was in the twenties, like the low twenties. I would guess um, there was a couple games here and there where some teams are going to get you know 30, 35 shots on him. But no, they they were <clears throat> they were every bit as advertised for their their defense last year. And mm-hmm. they had the the scoring depth too, which has been a struggle. You know, when you when you have as many players out as you have and you bring up those ahl guys like i said like it, it, they're just getting acclimated to the game so there's a scoring that was right now is like seems to be coming around a little bit but man um they 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 were struggling to score three goals in a game and for an avalanche team that can routinely put up five goals a game six goals a game um and then the defense on the other end was was not protecting georgiev and he's getting 40 shots of goal thrown on him. It's been a challenge. It really has. And Mika Rantanen hasn't stopped <laughs> scoring, and he's been the lone – he's been the battery for this team, and that's why you mentioned Nathan McKinnon is second in scoring. That's why. Nobody else is, and Miko is. That is your yep. sole, your sole well, point of scoring for the team, and that's why everything ranks the way it does. Yeah, when you get rid of – or they don't get rid of them. They, they, they sign elsewhere with Andre Burakovsky and, and Nazem Kadri. That's a ton of scoring. From last mm-hmm. year, Burakovsky had sixty plus points last year, and and Kadri had eighty plus. Both those guys are gone, and you're asking, you know, uh, a prospect, you know, like Alex Newhook, to really pick up that slack. We nobody thought that was going to happen, but at least he he needed to do better than he's doing. So it's just we we knew that the roster wasn't as strong as last year. Um, but, and then to just add the injuries on top of it, it's, it's a work in progress for this year. Definitely no doubt about it. So, yeah. And Georg, you have two, two, six, seven GAA, nine, 16, uh, say percentage with two shutouts too. still decent, decent numbers, decent good. numbers for a, a starting, uh, gold goaltender. And of yeah. course, Nazem Kadri wanted to stay in Colorado, but of course with the cap, it's tough. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it happen. Sometimes you just gotta let uh, others go. But we're yep. gonna transition over to segment number three, where we're gonna talk about tonight's game between the Colorado Avalanche and the Florida Panthers from yep. Ball Arena. But first, guys, tell us all about Athletic Greens. I want to know about the All Star Game too, so maybe we'll touch on that as yes. well. But first, we're gonna hear from Athletic Greens and uh, Kyle. You got your, your, your Athletic Greens candy yet? Uh, well, Armando's drinking out of a green cup, so that, that counts as athletic greens. Close enough. Kyle, with his, he takes that, that canister everywhere with him. It's my third child. <laughs> uh, so what is athletic greens? You put one scoop of it in your morning water, a delicious scoop of athletic greens, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients which supports your gut health. Also, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, 
your recovery and your focus, everything that is important to you. And Athletic Greens was created when a founder was experiencing a ton of gut health issues of his own and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, which cost him over $100 a day. Athletic Greens costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your coffee or cold brew or whatever it is that Armando's drinking out of that cup. What are you drinking out of that, sir? I am drinking water with uh, uh, electrolyte powder. Oh, see. You're healthier than Mr. Sullivan there who downs those energy drinks like it's going out of style. Betcha. Athletic Greens is where it's at. So, yeah, less less than $3 a day that it will cost you, and you're investing in your health. So what could be better than that right now? It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right sir um i do i just want to ask you quickly uh on the all-star game which is in florida right now um well first of all i read a really good article on the athletic it was last year and they were talking about um like practice facilities that teams are building now to like woo in like free agents and they specifically talked about the panthers how they want to get theirs done before the all-star game number one is that done that Practice facility, is it even anywhere remotely close to being done? Are they, are they even building it? I don't know. I haven't really kept up with it. Uh, the the newest uh, practice facility is the War Memorial, War Memorial Coliseum, which is on the eastern side of uh, Broward County near the beach. Last time I checked, they uh, um, it said that they would open towards like the, the, the spring slash summer of 2023. So if they are going to get that done, they're gonna have to really hurry up to try to and it's and listen it's it's gonna be a lot closer to where a lot of the players live too so uh, if you're not familiar with south florida geography Mm -hmm. the the arena for the panthers is on the western side of the county and then everything west of that is just land nothing else behind Hmm. it everything else to the east is is where is where the beaches are the the where the players live i mean some players live in parkland some players live in fort lauderdale barkoff lives in boca raton uh so so the county north so it's it's going to be a better facility for for the for the players and not only it's only a concert venue it's also a place for youth hockey as well in that place so it's going to improve the it's going to improve the the experience for players who want to come down but as far as cool. expecting it to be done for the All-Star weekend, That's I'm not expecting happen. it. But All right. I did talk about what festivities there are going to be doing for the All-Star weekend. They talked about it on 32 Thoughts. Yes. Uh, mixing hockey and golf uh, with it yes. as well. I would love, if it wasn't 250 miles away from uh, South Florida, to do something in relation to TPC Sawgrass, where the Players' Championship mm. is held, but t- a little too far from uh, South Florida. But they were so talking about that, though. They, they, yeah. they didn't specifically mention it, but he, he, the way that he phrased it was like, An "Everybody knows green. of that really, yeah, that really famous green." Mm-hmm. And like, he didn't go into detail. Like, man, that that would be. And they're doing a dunk tank. I think. Yes, they are doing, they're a, they're dunk do a dunk tank as tank. well. Um, and then a few months ago, they had that same guy on, and they were talking about things that they might do. 
and they were going to possibly involve alligators somehow, but I don't know if, is that actually going to happen? That's the, that's the guess that it's going to be an alligator. So it's as Florida as can get. And I, and I said this, I said this on uh, a show a few, a few days ago that I hope they don't involve a Florida Panther because the reason why the name of the team is, is because the Florida Panther is actually an endangered species. So for conservation uh, okay, reasons, yeah, yeah. I hope that they don't use a panther in relation uh, to it. So chances okay. are we're, there's actually a famous uh, theme park attraction uh, where I live in Orlando called Gatorland, which is uh, which is uh, 30 minutes south of where I am in yeah. uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Okay. Uh, so, and there's like actually like places where you could actually see all gators, like the shows. There's actually shows as well. Um, there's zip lining through like as well that you could see like gators in sight and there's actually a very famous bike trail on the western side of miami-dade county uh near the everglades called shark valley i've done the 15 mile bike ride and literally yeah i biked and i and you literally see like 10 feet away from you a gator just sleeping so yeah no nope i'm good you leave it alone they'll leave you alone yeah yeah until they don't uh wow that's that's great i i i said on on our show like i'm not a big fan of the actual all-star game i don't i think it's pointless to me now he is like the day before (laughs) stuff like i i do get enjoyment out of that that's fun that's more fun to watch to me than the actual game so uh and i think florida's gonna knock it out of the park if all this stuff that we're talking about they pull that off uh can't wait for that so uh a meaningful game is one that our two teams are playing. So, wh- where do we think this is going to go? Uh, it's it, you know, like I said, the Avs coming off a five-game losing streak. They finally got a win in overtime, no less. They are overtime machine right now. I think that was their eleventh overtime game so far this year. Um, so, they played very well against Edmonton. So they are, they can build on that clearly. Uh, but it remains to be seen. They've been very up and down this year, very inconsistent, very slow to start games this year. Um, so for the Avalanche, I would just expect more of that. Maybe just even though you played well, they've been struggling out of the gate, and then they just start to pick things up as the game goes on. So that's kind of where I, I uh, until they start doing things differently, I think this is the Avalanche team that we have right now, and and it's just you know rinse and repeat. We've got enough. We've seen enough so far that that's we're there. They definitely can win the game, um, but you can't. You know, when you start have have those slow starts like they do, you can't get behind. And they've been doing that a lot. So, what do you think, Kyle? You you, you think this is going to be any different than what we've seen so far this year for the Avs? I think this is going to be kind of a double down on this. They're going to take the emotion that they got from the Edmonton game. And double down on it because reading the tea leaves and the the scuttlebutt, it sounds like this is going to be a Jonas Johansson game. Former Could Panther be, Jonas Johansson. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, former, yeah. former Panther. <laughs> uh, Georgiev's played eleven yes. games in a row, so very well. This is going to be a. This is the rumor is this is going to be a Jonas game, and if that's the case, you know what you have between the pipes. And the last thing you want is to take that emotion that you gained in the Edmonton game and give that to Florida, who is also in the same position that the the Avalanche are. And what a great statement win to prove, hey, I think we're getting this back on track and beat the defending Stanley Cup champions like every team that has beat Colorado that you lead in your show with. We beat the defending Colorado 
uh, yeah. defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, and you believe you're on the right track, but this is what the Avalanche face night in, night out, and they could take this momentum and give it right to Florida if they drop this game. And both the Avalanche and the Panthers both have targets on their backs. Like, sure. President's Trophy winner, Stanley <clears throat> Cup champion from the season before. They, they, and they, they, they know, they know that when when you see a certain team on your schedule, th th those are teams that you get up for. And of course, the same thing with the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. Same thing every time uh, any team who faces Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl as well. Even though they've underachieved in the in the postseason for the most part, with the exception of last season. But though there there are certain teams that you look at in the schedule, and then you you just get up for more. And these two teams, they just happen to be playing each other on 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 Tuesday night at. at uh, at, at a ball arena but mm -hmm. with 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 the with these two teams uh florida falls behind as uh, very early as well with, so it's really hard to like put your finger on like who's gonna be that team they're they're eight 13 Man. and one on the road uh th this season for 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 the panthers so wow okay it, it, so it's it's a uh, it and while the avalanche nine seven and three at at, at home yeah, so yeah, i not I'm like gonna last go. Year. <clears throat> I was yeah. about to say that's very abysmal yeah. compared to last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if got? I had to if I had to have a prediction for this game, even though the Florida Panthers do need six out of eight points on this road trip to kind of save their season, even though they're technically not out of it. I just don't know how the, I just don't know how you can go into the Avalanche's barn and come out come out with a win. Um, even even dropping one point at this point in the season, you've fallen that far behind that it's just discouraging with how how much how 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 they've dropped games. I mean, a blown lead to Edmonton and St. Louis and back to back games when you had the lead for two points and then you come out with with one instead in both of them. But I'm gonna say that the Colorado Avalanche will win this game on Tuesday night between the Florida Panthers and the Avs at Ball Arena. You got a, a score, or you just think it's just going to be an abs? I'm going to say 4-2 Avalanche. <clears throat> All right. What do you think, Kyle? Tonight's the night, baby. 7-3. <laughs> Whoa. What? <laughs> look, look. Nathan All McKinnon, right. <clears throat> Miko Rantanen, they're going to start putting this back together. And I, I just, I'm going to just call the shot now. This is going to be one of those games, the Avalanche finally start putting pieces back together and mm -hmm. you have Bo Byram skating. Now you have that looming that guys are coming back. You could put it together now. And what better way than against Florida? I mean, like I said, it, it, I got, I got to see them have an offensive explosion. I can't, it's tough to predict that because they just haven't done it. But, um, you know, looking at the, the save percentages, who, who do you think is going to start in goal? I think Bobrovsky is going to start. Bobrovsky is going to start, and and he's the lesser of the two between him and Knight, right? Uh, say percentage wise, he's at yeah eight nine five. So, um, and then if if Johansson does start this game, we could have a shootout. Very well, could have a shootout. So, um, I, I, I guess I, all right. If, if we're going with Johansson is starting for the Avs, if if that is the case, and is Bobrovsky. Um, Definitely going to overtime because the Avalanche seem to enjoy doing that recently. 
And yeah, why not make it? Why not make it a high-scoring game? Six to five, we'll say six-five Avs overtime. Uh, it's a shootout. And I will say, last year, the game I think it was the first game between these two teams was one of the best games of the year for the Avs. Um, I think I think they ended up winning. It was the first game. I think it was in Florida. Um, what a game between yep. these two teams! So so entertaining. One of my favorite games of last year. And uh, so hey. Uh, could still happen. I mean, they're, they're, it's so funny. Like we could probably host each other's show, and nobody would know the difference because these two teams seem like they're exactly the same right now, and and, and just the struggles. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be two teams that are, are fighting for, like you said, they're fighting for their season, and that's where the Avalanche are right now, day in and day out. Every single game has so much more importance because you have to keep up in the standings. You have to. And the same thing is for the Panthers. So you're going to see two teams fighting this out. Now, you said the, the Panthers are uh, they're on a four-game road trip right now? Yes. Detroit, okay. Dallas, Colorado, Vegas. Four different time zones. This is the, third, this is the third game in that four. Okay. All right. So uh, I, th- I think it'll be a fun one. So uh, get ready. Strap in and enjoy it. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for this special crossover episode uh thank you everybody for tuning in and making your, your first listen hope you guys enjoyed it uh we'll we'll probably do this again um by the time the season is over we like doing crossovers with mr armando of lockdown panthers so uh for mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli with locked on avalanche he is mr armando velez from locked on panthers thank you everybody for tuning in enjoy the game go abs <laughs>